Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show was written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Huddle. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. The vacation days ahead, days of fun and relaxation for most Americans, are anything but fun for the forest ranger. He knows they are disastrous days for America's rich forest land. During the summer months, thousands of vacationing families are on the go, and all too often many of these families leave destruction in their wake. A traveler flips a lighted match or cigarette from his moving car. A camper leaves his glowing fire unattended. A hunter or fisherman tosses his smoke into the dry grass. A farmer or rancher underestimates the power of draft and wind and burning trash. And the result is a fire that may ravage thousands of acres. Remember, people start fires. If you'll memorize these rules and abide by them when in or near forest land, you can help save America's forests. One, crush out cigarette, cigar, and pipe ashes. Two, break matches in two after using. Three, drown all campfires, then stir and drown again. And four, find out the law before using fire. Today is Bee Day at 79 Wistful Vista. Bee for barbecue, that is. Because Mr. McGee is breaking in that beautiful big brick barbecue he built in his backyard some weeks ago. Get a load of the master chef in a long white apron and a tall white hat as he leans over his charcoal fire and says, Ah, this barbecue pit is working swell, Molly. Just look at them beautiful glowing coals. Look mighty pretty. Sir, there's the perfect kind of coals for barbecue and ribs. Bright and gleaming like a hat full of new pennies. Hotter than Labor Day in St. Louis. <laughs> ah, this should be a lot of fun, McGee. I hope we can do it a lot this summer. Me too. I haven't tossed a barbecue for years, but it's amazing how quick it all comes back to me. I hadn't been out here ten minutes before I learned two very important things that I'd clean forgot. What were they? Well, one was never stick an opener in a can of tomato sauce while wearing a clean white apron. <laughs> and two, always tuck your necktie into your shirt before leaning over to blow on the coals. Oh, for goodness yeah. sake. Is that how you got those black smudges all over the front of you? Yeah. When my necktie blazed up, I got kind of panicky. And the only thing handy to beat the fire out with was that cast iron skillet on the grate there. <laughs> Boy, I knocked all my wind out of me. I'm glad it wasn't your hat caught fire. See, I don't like to kibitz the chef, but when are you going to put the ribs on? Isn't it about time? No, nope, not yet. Ribs have got to soak another six minutes in my special marinade before I put marinade? it Marinade? Yeah. I toyed with the idea of using a hot Mexican salsa, but that goes best with Frijoli's Blanco Conchorizo. I didn't have time to soak the beans overnight, so I whipped up a marinade with orango, chili powder, coriander, oh, and basil. Oh, hold it. Hold everything. Where in the world did you pick up that language? I bought me a book. This morning, see? Hmm. The Sump Room Cookbook. Yep. It's got a small chapter on barbecuing. The author himself speaks very highly of it right here on the cover. <laughs> Says a culinary adventure that will inspire the unimaginative cook and delight the gustatory expert. That's me. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're an unimaginative cook, dearie. No man who's tried to make chocolate-covered pawpaws <laughs> and liver ice cream could be called unimaginative. Nor a gustatory expert, either. 
By the way, are you making a salad? Yep. I was thinking of this barbecued corn and avocado salad, but since we haven't got either one, I'm mixing up a Mexican barbecue coleslaw a la McGee. How did he get in there? Well, the book says to chop in four hot Spanish sausages, which I couldn't get, so I'm using kosher salami. Sprinkled with chili powder, of course. Oh, yes. You're handling everything in such a masterly fashion that this is probably a silly question, but mm. can I do anything to help? Well, yeah. You can bring out the silverware and the plates. No no hurry. I told the guys we'd eat about 5 o'clock, so I got plenty of time to... Hurry, boy! Hello there, kids. Hi, Johnny. Hi, daughter. Hello, Hi. Mr. Oldtimer. We don't have any groceries coming. You brought everything this morning. Yep. Boy here invited me for a barbecue, daughter, and I got to thinking about it so hard I took the afternoon off. When do we eat, Johnny? My gosh, I told you, five o'clock. It's a quarter after three now, so Well, got... I didn't want to be late, son. I know there's a lot of work connected with throwing a barbecue, so what can I do to help? You can just trot yourself home and come back at five o'clock. Now, let's see here. Ah, that's about right. As long as you're here, take a taste of this and tell me what you think. I'll go get the silverware, please. Mm. Well, depends on what you think you're making, Johnny. This is New England clam chowder. I'd say throw it out and start over. But if you're making spaghetti sauce, you've hit it right on the noodle. It's supposed to be California French dressing. Well, one of us is wrong. It can't be me. I got a perfect palate, son. Dennis said so when he installed it. Ah, uh, doggone it. I better start over, I guess. The trouble with me is I've been sampling so many things this afternoon, my taste buds have gone to seed. Why don't you come back later? Because I get nervous when I'm cooking and people... I better give you a hand here, boy. I'll just throw the ribs on the coals there. No, 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 not yet. Can't have barbecued ribs without barbecuing the ribs. Oh, no, get them out of the fire. Give me that fork, quick. Next thing to do is to throw out the spaghetti there and start over. It looks too cold and too soupy. That ain't spaghetti, that's coleslaw. Put that bowl I'm down. I'm just trying to help. Hey, Molly, bring me my bowl back. Bring the meat cleaver. Uh, Put that coleslaw down. I'm just trying to help. Put that There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. It's nice to tuck yourself into bed carefree, secure in the knowledge that the years ahead will be safe, happy years. Lots of people do sleep more soundly because they're protecting their future by investing in United States savings bonds. The savings bond way is the sure way to save. Every year your savings bonds grow in value. Interest increases year by year. As your bond investment grows, so does your security. Be smart. Be safe. Join the payroll savings plan where you work. Every payday, the amount you decide upon will be set aside automatically, systematically, and invested for you in savings bonds. You never miss the money because you never see it. And remember, savings bonds are better than ever because they return 3% interest compounded semi-annually when held to maturity. What's more, they're fully guaranteed by Uncle Sam against loss, theft, or destruction. There's no safer investment in the world than United States savings bonds. No, well, now, let me see here. Hey, let's eat, McGee. Everyone is starving, McGee. How are you doing? Well, I'll tell you as soon as I taste this rib. My gosh, I never tried to cook with so many guys looking over my shoulder before. Do you wonder if I ever get done? Want to taste? No, I'll wait. How are they? Well, not quite at the paramount acme of their quintessence yet. Underdone, huh? Mm. <laughs> well, call me when they're ready to serve. We're all very hungry. Okay. Now, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, salad, 
Sauce? Garlic bread. Garlic bread. My goodness, everything smells so good, Mr. McGee, and I'm hungry enough to eat a horse. Well, if you'd have told me, Wimp, I'd have been glad to barbecue one for you. All I got here, though, is spare ribs. <laughs> they look just delicious, don't they, Dr. Gamble? Oh, yeah, I've been watching them for an hour and a half, Wallace. There was a rumor going around that we were supposed to eat those ribs, but I guess it was false. Oh, just hold your big fat appetite, belt buster. You'll eat. Oh, but when? My tongue is hanging out so far I keep stepping on it. Look, doctor, back in 1952, a pig was born in Iowa. For two years, that little piggy slept, ate, drank, and breathed with just one thought in mind, to produce these two slabs of ribs for my barbecue pit. Two long years that pig worked to turn out these ribs... And you want me to barbecue him in two minutes. Take him away, Wimp. Go on, go pitch horseshoes with him. <laughs> Isn't that an amusing thought, Doctor? He has such a keen sense of humor. I wish he had as keen a sense of time. I'm dying. Oh, I do admire Mr. McGee. He's what I'd call a fine broth of a leg. He should be. He's always in hot water. When we get supper ready, people don't stop by me. Oh, barbecue sauce is boiling. And they're sampling again. Hmm, I guess it's all right. Can't seem to tell. Been tasting too many hot, spicy things. Which reminds me, I better check them ribs again. Ooh, hot! <gasps> nope, needs at least another 15 minutes. Oh, garlic bread's okay. I think I finally got the ribs right. Now, let me see. Where'd I put the coleslaw? Oh, here it is. Hmm. Not like they make down at Walt's small shop. Thank goodness. Oh, Molly! Something I can do, McGee? Try this coleslaw. What you... See what you think it needs. Only one thing, dearie. To be eaten. It's delicious. You ain't saying that just to be polite, are you? Who, me? This is your wife, sweetheart. Okay. Guess we might as well start serving. Pile that platter with the toasted garlic bread, and I'll dish out the slaw. Well, come and get it, gang. Uh, uh, thank you. That'll be enough. Take two. You're small. Oh, at last. Oh, those ribs certainly smell good, McGee. Let me douse them in the special sauce, Doc. Uh, oop, that's enough. Give me your plate, Mr. Oldtimer, and I'll put on the coleslaw. Oh, uh, not too much, daughter. Got to leave room to spare for the spare ribs. Here they are. Oh, you're really the king of the barbecues, Mr. McGee. <laughs> yummy, yum. Here's your plate, Molly. Thank you, dearie. Oh, these are good. Well, this certainly looks well, good, McGee. Worth waiting for. McGee, where's yours? I, uh, I guess I didn't save any for myself. What? Well, it doesn't matter. But you bought 12 pounds of ribs. There should have been enough. Oh, I, I don't care if I don't have any. Fact is, I think I'll sit down a minute. I, I feel kind of... Funny. Here, here, take this chair. Uh, what's the trouble, Mr. McGee? His color isn't so good. What that boy needs is a doctor. Pass me some more ribs. Yeah, you're right. Uh, looks bad, Doc. Uh, give me the garlic bread there, Wally. Here, McGee, let me loosen your collar. Oh, I'll be all right, Doc. It must have been something I ate. Nonsense. We're all eating the same stuff, and it's simply delicious. Wait a minute. You bought 12 pounds of ribs, didn't you, McGee? Yeah. And looking at what's here, I'd say there isn't more than six pounds. McGee... What did you do with the rest of the ribs? I don't know. Oh, I must have used them all up sampling them. Let me feel your uh, abdomen, McGee. <clears throat> oh, oh, lay off, Doc. Lay off. Ah, no wonder he doesn't feel well. He's stuffed like a Christmas goose. Here, boys, help me carry him into the house. Careful with him now. So don't let him do fall. If we drop him, he'll explode. Oh, a poor dear. Save me some of those ribs, you boys. 
Come on, give a hand. No. Put an apple in your mouth, Doc. Oh. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. This is Bill Goodwin, ladies and gentlemen. Have you heard the wonderful new features on Bob Hope's morning radio show? Bob Hope and the Experts, for instance, provides about as many laughs as you can crowd into a few minutes. Real experts like Don Loper on styles and fashions, Kitty Termel on etiquette, and Chef Milani on cooking. They're Bob's guests and answer questions from the audience while Bob helps with answers of his own. Let's listen in on Bob and Chef Milani, for instance, during a recent session. How are you, Giuseppe? Hello, Alberto. Hey, Giuseppe. I got a massage. I got a massage from you from Luigi. <laughs> massage in my pocket. See, he speaks a better English than I do. <laughs> you know, when he was a three years old, he could speak a better English than I speak another. I'm a 47-year-old. Well, that's the kind of fun you're missing if you don't try to listen to Bob Hope every morning on this NBC station. See your local paper for the time. You've had a nice long nap, dearie. You feel better? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Now, what time is it? Ten o'clock. The boys went home long ago. Why don't you get undressed and go to bed now? Okay. Yeah, I, I feel a lot better. Good. Do you want anything? Anything I can get you? Well, uh, uh, were there any ribs left? I, I'm kind of hungry and I... No. Go to bed. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly program transcribed, with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Wallace Wimple, and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow night to see the port swing inaugurate the summer season for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Follow the Senate committee hearing tonight on the NBC radio network.